Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We cover everything having to do with your home. Well, today is January 21st of 2024. I can't believe it. We're halfway through January already. Well, looking back at my first podcast of 2024, which was just two weeks ago, we talked about the facelift on a budget. I know that at the beginning of every year, people kind of get antsy about doing something different in their home. And so we did talk about what you can do on a budget. And then, of course, last week, we talked about remodeling and the things that you should know before you remodel. You know, a lot of times people will jump into something, maybe they'll talk to their friends or they think they know what they know, but they really don't know. So the important things that we covered last week was, oh, things like renovation time. You know, when you're going to remodel, you think it's going to happen in a couple of weeks, and it doesn't. This is not HGTV, so it does take time, depending on the scope of your renovation. And also your budgets. Be honest with your budgets. Uh, You don't want any surprises. You don't want to run out of money in the middle of the project. So get everything down on paper. Figure out how much money you have to spend and uh, what your goal is. And then be decisive. Once you pick something out, whether it's the cabinets or the flooring, don't keep changing your mind. You know, a lot of times people will be happy with what they chose. Then they start reading articles, going to stores, looking online, talking to friends, and they're all over the place. So do you know how you solve that problem? You work with a professional who can guide you. And for years, and if you're a follower of mine, I have been doing home design chat with Nancy for six years. This is my seventh year. And what I tell people, and it doesn't change, is work with a professional. And I'm saying that now because it will save you time and money. Believe it or not, yes, it will save you money because they will guide you on what to order, um, the best prices, and help you stay within your budget. So don't get all excited and, you know, say, I don't want to work with a designer. You've, everybody's heard horror stories on everything from designers to products to builders. But that's part of doing your homework. Definitely you have to uh, work with a professional. Or if you don't want to work with a professional for the whole project, at least you can consult with one who will help you, guide you through your choices, um, what you can expect, and if something's going wrong, lean on that designer to help you work that out. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about following your dream, having the best kitchen that you could possibly have, and making your kitchen timeless. Because the one thing you don't want to do is make choices, again, asking a professional to help you, but you don't want to do something that in a year is going to be something you wish you hadn't done. So timeless is always good. I keep saying, no matter how many times you hear people say, oh, white kitchens are out. White kitchens have been around since the 20s, and they're not going away. Matter of fact, uh, 
I do a lot of research when I do podcasts and I was reading a lot of, well, articles online, emails that I get, you know, different things. And every designer has an opinion. You can talk to 10 designers and one will say white kitchens are out and the other one will say, no, it's, it's blue kitchens this year. Forget about the white kitchens. And then the other one might say, yeah, do both, you know, blue islands and white kitchens. Uh, you've got to do what you like to do. It's your house. It's your kitchen. You're the one who's going to be walking into that kitchen every morning and going, I love this kitchen. Or hopefully you don't say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry I did this. So you always want to be sure. So the first thing you want to start with are the floor plans. If you're going to remodel a kitchen, I'm not just saying changing colors, but remodeling your kitchen and moving cabinets around, uh, the appliances, the sink, and don't get scared. You can move a sink. It doesn't cost that much money. But floor plans are so important before you start your project. It's a plan that you have. It's just like making a big dinner. You want to plan for the dinner. You don't want to at the last minute go, whoops, I forgot the dessert. Or, you know, by planning ahead, you will have a great kitchen. But think about the function of your kitchen. Is it a small kitchen? Are you one person who works in the kitchen? Uh, do you need a lot of different appliances? Is your storage okay? Do you have a lot of prep space? We're talking counter space. Uh, are the appliances in such a place in your kitchen that you're not happy with them because they don't work for you? Maybe you have to, you're working at the stove, but you have to go to the other end of the kitchen for the refrigerator. Uh, you know, the best way to figure that out is think about it. When you make breakfast, maybe bacon and eggs, toast, are you running all over the kitchen to get these items? Or are they at your fingertips to make life easy? And then there's the large kitchen, a kitchen that most likely can use two sinks, one as a cleanup sink, one as a prep sink. It can hold more appliances. Uh, it can have two uh, stations for cooks at the same time, or maybe a couple of task areas. Uh, that depends on the size of the kitchen. And I'm going to go back to what I always say, too. Your budget the space that's available, and the function of the kitchen. Three key items that you have to think about when you're remodeling and redesigning. And there again, the professional designer will bring this up. But the best place to start when you're planning on a kitchen is the appliances. They are so important. First of all, they're the things that you, when deciding on them, should order them first. So when you uh, think about remodeling your kitchen, you have to do some research. You should be able to um, get online, do the research there, and then go to the uh, different showrooms. So let's start with, uh, you know, and there again, we'll, we'll start with the main appliances. I just looked online and I, you can do this too. I went on Google and I said, what are the major appliances in a kitchen? 
And there were several articles that said it was the microwave, it was the blender, the toaster. Those are not major appliances, let's face it. And some of these articles don't know what they're talking about, but I never said that. That's just my opinion. So your major appliances, number one, the cooking. Do you have space in your kitchen to have a cooktop separate from a wall oven or Can you fit in a 48-inch freestanding professional-looking range if that's what you want? Or are you happy with a a cooktop that's 30 inches, not 36, not 42, not 48? Are you happy with a single oven if you want to go with a wall oven? Possibly you can have a microwave convection above that, so that's called stacking the appliances. And that depends on, again, the size of the kitchen and your budget. But you have to think of how you cook. You know, if you're one of those people that, well, you're an empty nester, you don't have seven kids sitting around the kitchen table and you have to make dinner for them, then unless you're a a cook, a, a hobbyist cook, and you love to cook all sorts of things and have people over on the weekends, I'd stay away from the 48-inch range. You're looking at... A budget cruncher. Uh, You're looking at, depending on the brand, around $12,000. I'm going to say average $12,000, depending on the brand. Um, But if that doesn't fit in your budget, dream on. Stick with a 30-inch, and you can get a 30-inch nice cooktop, even a professional-looking range. Uh, They now have come out with them with induction cooktops, and an oven below, it's one unit, it's freestanding. And if you like to uh, be a gourmet cook, and don't forget, I've said this many times, you could be a good cook, but the appliances and the tools that you use could make you a great cook. So a professional 30-inch freestanding range, perfect for any kitchen, perfect for any budget. Uh, Or if you prefer, like I said, going with a cooktop separate from a wall oven, you know what the advantages is of that? And I would say the main advantage is you possibly have a bad back and you don't want to bend down to get anything out of that oven that's below the countertop. So that's a good reason to get a separate cooktop and then a wall oven. Now, don't forget, if you have a wall oven, and I'm talking about the floor plan. If you have a wall oven, you need to have landing space. You have to get something out of the oven. Number one, it can't be when you open the door, it can't be blocking a doorway. And secondly, you have to be able to have a place to put that item that you just took out of the oven. You can't just be pulling it out of the oven and going, okay, now where am I going to put it? So that's called landing space. You've got to have enough landing space to where you can feel comfortable getting the pan out of the oven and putting it on a maybe a uh, cutting board or a uh, uh, something that is heat resistant. So those are the things, the main things, your cooking items. Well, I got to throw this in too. Ventilation is very important, especially for people who do a lot of frying or a lot of ethnic cooking using a lot of spices or, like I said, a lot of frying. And then what happens if you don't have good ventilation? Well, all those carcinogens, grease particles, smells, they're going to jump all over your house. 
And that's why people who don't have good ventilation, when you walk in the front door, you know what they made the night before. Uh, if they were to not wash the walls down, over the years, you can see buildup, greasiness or yellowness all over their house, their draperies, their furniture. So good ventilation is important. It's got to be considered one of the main appliances in your kitchen. Now, they have so many different choices. You can go with a updraft that's a beautiful hood that's above your cooktop. You can go with a downdraft, which you can put on an island. You can also put a hood over an island cooktop. But those are the different ventilation items. So don't skip over that. That's very important. And I will be having an experienced, very experienced, appliance salesperson that's been in the business for, oh, many, 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 many years. He's actually my salesperson. And in the next oh, month or two, we will have him as a guest, and he will then delve into the importance of the ventilation and the technical stuff for the appliances. But right now, I'm just giving you an overview of the things that you have to think of when you're planning your new kitchen. So we did the cooking and the ovens. I, I won't even touch on the micro, on the microwave. There are a lot of options, and there are people who still work with microwaves. There are people who don't like them. The most common thing that people are getting now is the microwave in a drawer, and we'll talk about that. Uh, because it's not one of your main appliances. We'll talk about that in the future. So another main appliance is the refrigerator, obviously. If you don't have a good refrigerator to store your food, to keep it frozen, keep it cold, then you're missing something very important. And refrigerators have come a long way, oh, a very long way. Remember years ago when your choice was the top freezer, bottom refrigerator wasn't built in. Boy, that was years and years ago. So if you're younger than me, which most people are, I hate to say it, uh, Sub-Zero and many of the other appliance companies have come out with the built-in refrigerator. So what's a built-in refrigerator? I like them because they don't stick out into the room. They're as deep as your base cabinets, which is 24 inches deep. And they, they, uh, they're kind of pricey, I admit it. And they're typically seven feet tall. They have the compressor built in. They do take uh, panels that match your cabinetry, but that's the ultimate in uh, refrigeration. It's called a built-in refrigerator. Now they've added columns. They call them columns because you can get a separate refrigerator and a separate freezer. They're both uh, 24 inches deep, and you don't have to have them sitting next to each other. They can be separated by cabinetry. One can be at one end. Functionally, if you use your refrigerator, and I did have a client who very rarely used their freezer. So we did an all-refrigerator unit in the main kitchen, and then we had the freezer in another area that wasn't in the prep area of the kitchen because that was their way of cooking. 
And so nobody says that you have to have a refrigerator freezer one unit unless that works for your uh, for how you cook, for your function, uh, for your family. And while we're talking about appliances, I do want to bring up monogram appliances. Now, Monogram, and you can find them online, monogram.com, they actually are part of the GE company, but they are separate because they are separate because they want it to be. I don't know why, but Monogram sponsors this podcast and I love them. Uh, They have great appliances and they're always keeping up to date with what's out there. They do have the column refrigerator, freezer, separate units. They do have the 48-inch range, the professional-looking range, but they're also coming out with, and they're introducing it at uh, the Kitchen and Bath Show in February, they have a 30-inch freestanding stove. We'll call it a stove or a range, either one, and it has an induction cooktop. So while I'm at it, I will mention that induction cooktops, it's a flat surface, And you use uh, pots and pans that are magnetic. And that's how induction works. So if you don't have a a, uh, pot or a pan that you can adhere a magnet to, then you can't use it on your induction cooktop. So it's time if you do go with induction, and I will tell you in a minute why I love induction, but... um, you just have to get new pots and pans, and many of the manufacturers offer a line of pots and pans that are perfect for induction. But induction, I start, I use that, this um, induction cooktop, for the first time, it had to be, well, when they first came out, they have since changed it, they've improved it, but when it first came out, somebody came into the showroom I was working, and they had a teenager that could not grasp the idea of not touching the uh, cooktop. Uh, He just was not able to do that, and they were afraid that he would burn himself. So with induction, it doesn't get hot. It's the pan that gets hot and cooks the food. It's not the induction cooktop. Matter of fact, the one thing I do love about it, there are several things, but you can actually put paper towel lay it on your induction range, take your frying pan, put it on top of the paper towel, and then you can fry your bacon or fry your vegetables or whatever. And then you roll up your paper towel and you don't even have to clean your top. Um, That is a concept that I just grabbed onto because, you know, who likes to clean? And if you can fry something and not make a mess of the, the kitchen... You know, that's for me. But going back to Monogram. So that is an item I'm anxious to see, and that will be introduced at KBiz. And, of course, Monogram's been around forever. Uh, They have everything from the dishwashers to the ventilation hoods to the cooktops to the um, microwaves, et cetera, et cetera. So if I were you and I was looking for new appliances, either for a remodel or a new construction, or to replace uh, your dated appliances that don't work properly anymore, I would look into Monogram Appliances, and I would suggest that you go online and and familiarize yourself with their appliances, but then definitely go to a showroom that has working Monogram Appliances so that you can try them out, so that you can talk to the salesperson who can explain to you how they work. And if that fits into your lifestyle, and your budget, perfect. 
then you found the perfect appliances. So again, monogram.com is the place to go to see those appliances. So I think we've covered the, the cooking, and I was talking about refrigeration. Uh, you can get a freestanding refrigerator, which typically, if you go with that, sticks out into the room. Several of the manufacturers, I don't know, they weren't thinking too well, and they have the refrigerator that is six inches deeper than the countertop. So when you're getting a refrigerator like that, and it comes into the walkway, you have to think about how the door is going to open without hitting, if you have an island, hitting the island or blocking the whole walkway. So think about that. That's why I like counter-depth refrigerators. They are freestanding or built-in refrigerators. Now, the counter-depth refrigerator, the case or the box actually, is 24 inches deep. And then you have the doors that sometimes are three inches thick. They're going to stick out past the countertop. But um, if you're working with a budget and you can't fit in a built-in refrigerator, built-in freezer, uh, the columns, then going with a counter-depth refrigerator is an alternative. So it would work. Now, as we know, refrigerators come in side-by-side, bottom freezers, bottom drawer freezers, full doors. Uh, You have your choice of just about everything. And there again, relying on your salesperson at the showroom, your designer, and letting them know what your function is, how much space you have in the kitchen, what your budget is, and then you can decide. Now, a lot of times, I will throw this at you, if you have a large kitchen, and I've done this a lot of times, where you have your main refrigerator freezer in an area, but then you have a bake center or a prep area, or maybe it's at the end of an island, you have an under-counter refrigerator, which would supply the uh, items like the condiments and the milk and the water and the soda and whatever you have right by the table or at the prep area, or maybe even a bake center. Um, Those are functional, and those work real well. They come in full doors with glass fronts, or you can put a panel on it, or you can get refrigerator drawers. And again, refrigerator drawers are really good. Um, they got to fit into your budget, but they come as refrigerator drawers or freezer drawers or a combination. So if you have the space and if you think that would work well for you in the prep area, And sometimes they will put them in a bar area or in different rooms. And I know I'm veering away from the kitchen, but those refrigerator drawers uh, come in handy in playrooms uh, and outside areas. So, But going back to the kitchen, you can also use them in the prep areas of a kitchen. So I always think that's good. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about, and a lot of people think, well, this is important. And a lot of people say, no, I can do without it. The dishwasher. But for resale, a dishwasher is extremely important. Let's face it, you walk into a kitchen and unless you have space that you can convert and you need 24 inches and it's got to be by the sink for the plumbing, then somebody's going to walk in and think, well, we have to, where's the dishwasher? I have seen kitchens, believe it or not, that 
have dishwashers on the other side of the room without being near a sink. I don't know what these people were thinking, but that definitely is not the ideal place for a dishwasher. And again, I have designed kitchens where they have a lot going on, a lot of kids, they cook a lot, and so they have two dishwashers. You can, and I've seen this, you have a dishwasher on each side of the sink. Ideally, I put a dishwasher, if that's what we need, the second dishwasher, by a prep sink. Why have them both in the same area? And a lot of people work out of the dishwashers. They have little signs and they say clean or dirty. So you work out of the clean dishwasher and when you're finished with the dishes or whatever, you go into the dishwasher that has a little dirty sign. But that's kind of unusual. That's not as common as having one dishwasher or having two, one in each sink. But that's up to you and your budget and, again, the function. So dishwashers come in either stainless steel or you can put a panel on the dishwasher and they also come in drawers. There's a company that makes dishwasher drawers. I would suggest that you talk to your professional designer and find out what they have to say about it. Do some research. Uh, there are a couple of dishwashers on the market that have the reputation of being the best I wouldn't skimp on getting the best dishwasher. If you use it every night, you want a quiet dishwasher. They're all going to be um, uh, set up so that they don't waste a lot of water. And a lot of them have a disposal in it. So, And I'm sure you've heard, don't clean your dishes spotless before you put them in the dishwasher. But that's just a side mark. I mean, you know, just telling you a little hint, don't do that. So we've covered the importance of the floor plan when you're remodeling. I would say getting a designer, a professional designer would be number one, who will then work on the floor plan with you based on what I had said, how you work in the kitchen, the space you have, and your budget. And the next thing would be appliances. And the designer will then call out on the plan the sizes of the appliances. So before you go shopping, you want to know if you're looking for a 30-inch cooktop with a 30-inch oven or a 30-inch range, or if you can fit a 48-inch or a 42-inch whatever. No sense looking at those huge professional-looking ranges if you can't fit it in your kitchen. Now, I have seen people that want that range I did have a client who wanted a lot of appliances, you know, and in looking at the space, there was no way I was going to fit her wish list in her kitchen. And the only thing I could come up with was suggesting that we push the outside wall out about, oh, 12 feet. And she said, okay. And so we did that. And that was one of my favorite kitchens. It was huge. And she had all of the appliances on her wish list, and she enjoyed cooking. Her kids were out of the house, but she used to invite her neighbors over uh, probably four times a week. She would actually get their recipe or whatever they wanted her to make, and she would make her these recipes, try out new ones, use her old ones, and then she'd invite people over for dinner. And that was her hobby. 
So that was fun for her. Uh, let's talk about uh, Studio 41. Now, they don't uh, sell appliances, but they are very well known in Illinois. They have many showrooms throughout the state, and they have one in Scottsdale, their flagship. So Studio 41 is my go-to for all of my plumbing needs. So right after picking the appliances, you can pick your plumbing. Um, and that's that could be in that order, depending. Um, it depends really on what's in stock. You know, if you want something that has to be ordered, I would suggest, just like with the appliances, don't wait till the last minute to order your appliances or your um, plumbing fixtures. But back to Studio 41. They are a Kohler showroom. They have all of the Kohler items that a lot of people don't carry. They also have cabinetry. And in Illinois, they have tile and windows and countertops, I believe. And um, in the Scottsdale showroom, they have cabinets. They have the best selection of cabinet hardware I have ever seen in my life. And they have all of the plumbing needs, everything from faucets to shower fixtures to uh, shower doors to mirrors. And of course, Kohler has a lot of lighting which is nice because it could match the finishes of the lighting could match your faucets and all your plumbing fixtures. So think about that and take your uh, designer with you when you go shopping. They are invaluable. And I talk from experience because we can help you decide what direction to go. So I would suggest you get online, look at shopstudio41.com and that's the number 41. You can see what they have. You can also shop online. If you don't live in Illinois or Scottsdale, they have a huge selection. So let's go back to um, what I'm going to end this podcast with. And it's the idea of planning before you start your remodel. Number one, get your professional designer have meetings with her on designing the kitchen, the function of the kitchen. Definitely don't keep your budget a secret. And um, she should know how or he, I shouldn't say that, he or she should know how you work in the kitchen. And then after that, you really need a general contractor. They will run the job they will work with you and the designer, and they could possibly help you with uh, uh, what, what's next as far as look for your appliances. They also have to know when you get your appliances how things get connected. So that's important. So you order your appliances, and then your general contractor gets all the spec sheets so that he knows what's going on. I'm going to, uh, I was going to jump into um, timeless kitchens. And I'm just going to say one thing about having a timeless kitchen. Don't fall into trends. Just because the color of the year is blue this year and you don't like blue, that doesn't mean you have to bring blue into your house. If you love blue, and it's been around forever, but for some reason they decided the uh, the people at um you know, on the color boards decided, well, blue is the color for 2024. 
but as you, if you do listen to uh, my podcast, when I have the uh, color experts on, they will say that there's never really one color for the year. It's probably about 12 of them. So you have a selection to pick from, but always pick the color that you like the best, the timeless color, the one that you've always liked over the years, the one that pops out when you open your closet and most of your color, most of your uh, clothes are this color. And that can tell you that's your favorite color. If you don't like yellow and you can open up your closet and you can see not one yellow piece of clothing, that's not your color. Stay away from it. So I'm just going to tell you, go with timeless. You will not be sorry. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast And I hope you subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. I have been doing these podcasts. This is my seventh year. And it's the whole idea of these podcasts are to educate the listener about everything that has to do with their home, whether it's the paint on the walls, the furniture, the flooring, the tile, the appliances, the cabinetry. I've touched on everything over the years. And here it's a new year, so I'm going to start all over again and tell you where you should start when you're remodeling, what's important. And I also welcome any questions that you might have. Uh, just email me at nancy at nancy hugo, and I will get back with you with an answer. Um as soon as possible. I'm sure if you're, but don't wait to the last minute. Don't say, oh my God, I'm in the middle of, of tearing out my kitchen and what's next. So plan ahead. You know, when you plan your remodel, it will come out perfect. If you don't plan, then you're planning to fail. You don't ever want to say, you know, I should have done this when it's all completed. You want to say, I love my kitchen. I'm glad I did this. I'm happy. It performs well. And every time you walk in the kitchen, as one of my clients said, every morning when she walked into the kitchen, she'd say, I love this kitchen. That's what you want to do. So you can go on my website. It's nancyhugo.com to see some of the projects I've done. And um, be aware, I haven't updated it, but one of these days I will. So stay safe, have a great day, and come back next week because I do these every week. Bye now. <laughs>